Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's safety chat. Hi, this is Nick Koya, Industrial Safety Consultant with the Ohio BWC and Portage County Safety Council. We are down at Ohio Safety Congress 2019 interviewing some of the presenters. Today, we are with Jason Gillette, an Associate Professor with Iowa State University. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. So, what do you do with the university? What is your area of study? I have a couple of different things I do at Iowa State. My research area is biomechanics. So, I study human movement, loading on the body, how do injuries occur, and what can we do to prevent them? All right. So, that ties into safety pretty well, really. I mean, that's our goal here is prevent injuries and you're doing the research behind that. So, you know, one of the topics that you're presenting on today is exoskeletons. And as soon as we hear that word exoskeleton, you know, we get that Terminator, Iron Man picture in our head. And that's not exactly where we're going with this, but tell us a little bit what that exoskeleton is. The particular exoskeleton that I've been doing tests with is from a company called Levitate and the exoskeleton's called the Airframe. And while it's high tech, Um, You know, really, it fits just like a backpack. It's got cuffs to go under the arms. What it does is support the weight of your arms when you're doing work that is at shoulder level and above. So it's reducing that strain that we get from maybe lifting pieces overhead, moving parts back and forth in a manufacturing environment. Exactly. It's designed so your shoulder muscles won't have to work as hard. So exoskeletons are kind of new to the workplace. They're starting to emerge in there. And how do you see these being introduced into the workplace? My experience in how they're being introduced is you have ergonomists that are at different companies. And two of the main companies we've worked with is John Deere and Toyota. And they look at jobs where the individual's work a high percentage of their time at shoulder level above, you know, jobs that maybe there's a history of people who have had shoulder injuries or, you know, they're going to PT for different shoulder conditions. And so they're looking for something to relieve some of that stress on the shoulder. So they go with the exoskeletons, you know, you test them out. They give surveys to the workers, see, you know, is it helping you while you work? You know, do you see benefits in terms of you're less tired? Does it interfere with your work at all? So they go through a test period. And then later on, if they want to get some data, that's where I come in and do some tests. So really, and these exoskeletons aren't designed just for the shoulders. There's all sorts of exoskeleton pieces out there. In fact, we've seen some on the show floor throughout the years. They have ones for your legs, help you for those sitting postures or those awkward work postures too, correct? Exactly. And that's, it's really when you're going out looking for an exoskeleton, what matches the challenges of the job. So you've got upper body skeletons, lower body, and even some whole body exoskeletons. Now the whole body, now we're starting to move a little bit towards (laughs) that Iron Man. It's pretty impressive what they can do with these. And and they're new to the marketplace, but it's a piece that we're seeing more customers interested in. That's right. And for something like whole body, and that's when you're starting again, these really heavy lifting tasks and things like that. So what are the benefits to an exoskeleton? You know, it makes the job easier. I get that. But are we seeing reduced injuries because of these? You know, it's really too early to say about reduced injuries. And the types of things I measure, I go in and I do what's called electromography. So I measure how intensely are the muscles firing. And so that gives us some quantitative data. And so we go in and say, okay, when you're wearing the exoskeleton, how much less are your muscles firing? And the results from the airframe have been good so far. I mean, it's about 10 to 20% less. So what we're trying to avoid is when you get to the end of the day, feeling fatigued. And when you're fatigued, you work slower, your quality can drop. And then what do you feel like the next morning after you've gone through a whole day? Are you sore the next morning and we want to avoid that? What do you feel like Friday afternoon after working a whole week? So the idea is it doesn't do all the work, but maybe it keeps you from that fatigue. 
And if you can keep from fatigue, you hope you're keeping away from those chronic shoulder injuries. All you have to do is look around people who are in slings and things like that. Shoulder surgery is very common. Right. So we're not eliminating all the work from the worker. We're just reducing that to make it more manageable in the workplace. Yeah. They're, you know, they're still working hard. There's no doubt about that. And you really wouldn't want to eliminate all of that because you need to have the muscles firing because they do a lot of precise work. So they still need to have control and you really don't want them losing strength or things like that. So where before they may have been working at 40% of their capacity, now maybe they're working at 30 so, and that extends their, their work life and it also allows them to enjoy life outside of work too. You're not just so tired at the end of the day that you go crawling home and then crawl back to work five days a week. Right. And that's some of the most positive that when they're going home from work, you hear that they feel better. And the other thing is that next morning, they say going into work, they feel better. So where do you see this market going, these exoskeletons? Is this just the flavor of the month or does this look like it has a pretty promising future? Oh, I think it has a promising future. It is uh, even in the you know, three or so years, it really seems to explode. And I think what you're going to see is exoskeletons that are going to become more and more adjustable to different individuals. So fit is so important. And I think you're going to start seeing, okay, now we handled the overhead work. What's the next injury where we could help? Maybe it's wrist injuries. Maybe it's Things like you'll have exoskeletons with a flexible spine or something for bending over and lifting up. So really, the opportunities are endless for this industry of exoskeletons at this point. They really are. And it really starts with identifying the problems. So it's the safety engineers, the safety workers within the industry that are saying, okay, our workers are struggling at this particular task. and It's something we can't engineer out. What can we do to help them with an exoskeleton? And it sounds like one of the key points is that these exoskeletons are not one size fits all. That really you need to investigate deeply the task and then find the piece that is really designed and then adjusted to meet that task that you're doing. Exactly. Number one is identification of the job. And then regardless of what type of exoskeleton, you go in and you fit the individual. Because, you know, at least with the case of the airframe, you go and you say, oh, do they need a small, a medium, a large frame? And there's all different adjustments for arm length and how long is your trunk? And then even how much assistance do you need? In this case, it's got different cartridges, you know, one, two, three, four, five. So if you're doing light work, you need a lower one or depending how big your arms are. And so, yeah, adjustability and fit is extremely important. So if I have a company that I work for today and I'm out there and I see a lot of this repetitive work that, that's alarming to me, what are the first three steps that you would take moving towards trying to get towards that exoskeleton? You always look for the easiest solution. And when you're talking about overhead work, yeah, a lot of times you think, okay, can you lower what you're working on or can you raise the worker? Is there as simple as an assist device like a lift? Okay, then you start saying maybe it's an exoskeleton, maybe it's a robot. Robot's very expensive and sometimes not so flexible. So an exoskeleton can be something that you put on the person. They're able to move around, which is nice. It moves with the person. It's really what exoskeleton is the best fit and, you know, then test it out contact the exoskeleton who makes the exoskeleton and test it out with some of the workers who are in those jobs that you've identified. So really, it sounds like just our hierarchy of controls that we do with any other safety process. Can we engineer this out first, you know, or first, can we eliminate it? If not, can we engineer it out by changing the work platform? Then that exoskeleton kind of really falls into that personal protective equipment category. Exactly. And that's, as you were talking, that's exactly what I was thinking. You go through those same steps. You know, and if it's something you do see that you've got evidence that the workers like it and it's preventing injuries, then it just becomes something you put on.
done. Just like you put on safety glasses. Well, you know, this is really exciting stuff. And, and I'm glad that you came down to talk to us about this today because it's emerging technology that's changing. And I can see market driving this way to help reduce some of those injuries as just another option of PPE that exists. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for coming down. It was great talking with you. I look forward to hearing your presentation down here. All right. Thank you for the opportunity. Everyone be safe. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.